you sit down. This is a new one on me as well. Let's see if we press that one. Oh, look at that. It works this week. Let's see if it continues working. Um, as, uh, well, that, that um, thing that Andrew showed uh, earlier about Douglas and ironically Stephen, um, I wish I could say that that Stephen would, didn't represent me, but it probably did actually. The sorts of things that Stephen did is probably what I would have done as a child as well. Um, and uh, I wish I could say I was the perfect child. Um, but if you were ever to meet my mum and dad again, they would tell you it's not true. So we're looking at honour, honouring parents. Honour your father and mother so that you may live long in the land. And of course the interesting thing about this is it doesn't say children honour your parents. It just says honour your father and mother. There isn't a time limit on it. So it doesn't matter how old you are, you are to honour your parents. And, and in that sense... Even if they have died, you can still be honouring your parents. Um, so, this message is for everybody. And we're going to be looking at different age groups, although we're going to be spending most on uh, how we honour our parents if we're adults. But why? Why did God give this command? Well, the first reason is... Oh, well, that's not going to happen. All right, okay, there we are. Doesn't always work. So the first reason is there are no perfect parents. That's why God gave this command, because there are no perfect parents. All of us have weaknesses and faults, and we're inconsistent as parents. Of course, only God is that perfect parent. And even the best parents, even those where we think we've done really well, uh, have made mistakes and sinned. See, she's sitting at my feet. I think that's just about right, isn't it? Um, but none of us have perfect parents. None of us are the perfect parents. And uh, you may say, well, there are many parents who are unworthy of honour. Perhaps they were abusive, manipulative, neglectful. What is God telling us to do in those sorts of situations? And perhaps you are in that situation where you, your parents, in a sense, you feel aren't worthy of honour. Are we supposed to ignore the pain, put on a happy face, and pretend that everything is great? That's not what God is saying to us. But God is saying, I want you to honour the position of parenthood. Because there are three sources of authority in life. The home, the church, and the government. And each of them have roles to play in our lives. And they are the basis for an orderly society. And God wants us to honour the position of parenthood regardless of the personality behind it, regardless of what has happened in our lives. And we, I will be saying a little bit more about that later if we've had parents who have abused us or neglected us or we feel really hurt by our parents. So the first reason is that there are no perfect parents and God still calls us to honour them. The second reason is that respect for authority begins at home. It's a critical lesson that all of us have to learn. It determines how we're going to do, how well we're going to do at school, in our career, and in our relationships. And the child who grows up saying, nobody tells me what to do, is actually going to have a hard time in life. There are a lot of times in our lives when we have to do something that we don't necessarily feel like doing, but we do it because somebody has the authority to tell us to do it. 
So in a sense, God is teaching us to respect authority. And the third reason why God gave this command is how we relate to our parents will affect every other relationship. It is a major forming factor in our life. Our style of relating is set at home. Even today, even as grown-ups, we may well act in ways or relate to people, say things, and we don't quite understand where it's coming from. Well, it could well be to do how we grew up with our parents, how we related to them, what we learnt from them. And in marriages in particular, many marriages have been ruined because a spouse has never resolved a relationship with a parent and they can take it out on their husband or their wife. And so, how we relate to our parents, how we treat them, what honouring them, it does affect every other relationship. So how are we to honour our parents? Well, it does actually depend on what stage of life we're in, and I'm going to deal with the first two very quickly and then move on to as grown-ups. But as a child, we honour our parents by obeying and respecting them. That's what Douglas was saying. We obey our parents. Of course, Ephesians 6 verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents. It's the right thing to do because God placed them in authority over you. And we're meant to obey willing, willfully, pleasantly and immediately. And I know that all of us as children did that, didn't we? We were always willingly obeying our parents, doing it cheerfully and doing it immediately. Hands up all those who did that. Or did you? <laughs> well, there we are. You're better than most of us here then. Um, <laughs> but we don't... We, we, None of us are like that. But the Bible teaches that as long as we're under our parents' roof, we're to obey them. We're dependent on our parents for everything. And as long as they are providing for us and we're dependent upon them, the Bible is saying, obey them. Do it. And do it willfully, pleasantly and immediately. So that's how we're to honour our parents as, as a child. And as we get a bit older into teenage years, well, we're still meant to obey them, but then we begin to accept and pre- appreciate them. Because the older we get, we actually start seeing the faults of our parents. The things that they do wrong, the ways they can hurt us, and the, 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 the mistakes, the faults that we all have. We start seeing their hang-ups, their faults. We start seeing the chinks in their armour. And it becomes important for us to accept them in spite of their weaknesses, in spite of their faults. And acceptance doesn't mean that pretending that they are or were perfect. It means ignoring their mistakes, really. It doesn't mean agreeing with all they did or do or agreeing with all they've asked us to do, but we still do it. And acceptance will also mean, very uh, importantly, forgiveness. We need to forgive our parents. They will hurt us. They will upset us. They will sometimes ask us to do things in a sense that are wrong, that we shouldn't be doing, or they'll get angry with us for no real reason. We need to forgive them. Of course, honouring our parents, whatever age we are, it's not a popular thing today. And it's a popular thing to blame them for all of our problems, all the difficulties we have in life. But Proverbs 20, verse 20 says, If you curse your parents, your life will end like a lamp that goes out in the dark. So we're to honour our parents by forgiving them, not holding things against them. 
And we're to accept our parents and not despise them. To listen to what they have to say. To offer forgiveness when that's right. The fact is God did give us our parents for a purpose. Even those who mistreated us severely. God doesn't want us to honour their sins, their weaknesses and the things they did wrong. But to honour them because God chose them to bring us into the world. So we honour our parents when we forgive them for what they did wrong and we choose to focus on what they did wrong. Deuteronomy 26 verse 11 says, Be grateful for the good things that the Lord has given you and your family. So we're to accept them and appreciate them. Now for some of us that may be a little more difficult. But that's what God is calling us to do when we honour our parents. But then we come to the adults and that's for most of us here this morning, we honour our parents by affirming them and not abandoning them. For many parents growing older, the older they get, the less respect they seem to get. All of their affirming friends start to die off. They're no longer wanted in the marketplace for the skills and the wisdom they have. And of course, we grow up and we're busy with our own families. And the older they get, the lonely they lead lonely lives. And for many of us here who have parents' lives, our parents have a great need, a desperate need, to feel and to know that they have made some kind of positive contribution in our life and in life in general. They need to be affirmed. And God says he wants us to affirm our parents for the rest of our life as long as they are alive. And how can we do that? Well, stay in touch with them. Understand that they have significance. And I would encourage each of us to share with them the details of our lives. And as I speak, say this, I speak that to myself because I can actually be very bad at ringing my parents and talking with them. And I know that within myself. I, I get on with life and, you know, sort of almost forget that they're grateful for them. But I need to hear this myself. Because they are interested in our lives. And the Bible says we are to value and to treasure and to hold in the highest esteem our aged parents. And there is a shameful tragedy in our society today where busy families are abandoning the elderly and the aged. The Bible teaches when our parents or our grandparents become told to care for themselves, it is actually our responsibility to look after them, to make sure that things are happening for them. Where at one point in life they fed us, bathed us and cared for us and took care of us. It gets reversed and we are meant to do that for them. God says that's part of being someone who follows Jesus. It may mean all sorts of different things. It may mean going and changing the oil in their car. It It will mean inviting them into our home. It might mean hiring a nurse to care for them when they get really frail and can't take care of themselves. There are all sorts of applications to it, but the point is it's our responsibility to care for them, to look after them. God says, honour our parents. And 1 Timothy 5 verse 4 says, they should put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. It's interesting, isn't it, that when Jesus was on the cross, One of the things he said, he looked down, he saw his mother there, and he says to John, take care of my mother. Even at that point, when he's dying for the sins of the world, he still sees his mother and says to someone, take care of her. 
Just a word to parents at this point. If you want to be honoured, be honourable. Don't keep on scolding, nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. Bring them up with loving discipline. Paul says, don't drive your kids nuts by being unpleasable. We mustn't try to make our children into ourselves. They are unique individuals. One of me is enough in this world. My children need to be their own people. But I also recognise that this message can be, or could have been very painful to some. Because it's easy to honour our father and mother when they are good, godly people and they brought us up in a good way. But some of you here this morning may well have had parents who hurt you deeply. Maybe your life has been devastated by it. And the Bible does say that there is severe judgment for child abuse, for mistreatment, for neglect, for all of those things that we are reading in the newspaper constantly at the moment. There is severe judgment. Jesus says anybody who offends one of these little ones, it's better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and thrown in the bottom of the ocean. It is a serious business. And I don't want to underestimate it at all. How do we honour a parent who was dishonourable, who, who maybe was abusive? God doesn't ask us to gloss over it. He's not asking us to deny the pain. He's not asking us to repress it or to make excuses for our parents. God doesn't want us ever in any situation to fake it. He wants us to face it head on. And that can be scary. But it is the only way to get past our pain. And maybe this morning you're here and you're still carrying unfinished business with your mum and dad. And it doesn't matter how old we are, we may still be in that position. And just the thought of it can bring tears to our eyes and a pain in our hearts. We wonder how in the world we can deal with this. How can we get past it? How can we stop our parents, in a sense, still controlling our lives? It can take a courageous decision to make peace with our parents. And maybe that won't even be possible. But we need to start being honest with ourselves and see if we can put it right with our parents or if we can't because maybe they've died or it's just impossible to do, to be talking with someone, a Christian friend, a counsellor and find a way through it and to stop the cycle of deception then to end it by talking about it, admitting it. And that may be hard to do for some, to admit what might have happened in your life because of your parents. But God doesn't want us to gloss over it. He wants us to get through it and to help us. And only God knows the pain you feel. But he does know, he does care, and he wants to help us overcome that pain. And he can help us do that. And he can even bring good out of it if we will let him. Even the severest pain, God can bring good out of it into our lives if we will let him. And of course, the Bible says that the church is a family. It's going to last longer than our physical family. When we're in heaven, our brothers and sisters will all be brothers and sisters. In terms of eternity, it's far more important. And we are the family of God. And those of us who belong to the family of God, the church will be together forever. 
And we can find security and stability and comfort and care in the relationships in the body of Christ here. Whatever your mum and dad have been like, whatever your sisters have been like, whatever your earthly family have been like, we can find here in the family of God, the local church, security, stability, comfort, care, love to help us through the difficult times in life. I just want to close with a poem that uh, I found. It says, You are who you are for a reason. You're part of an intricate plan. You are a precious, perfect, unique design called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents you had are the ones he chose. No matter how you feel, you are custom designed with that plan in mind. They bear the master's seal. The trauma you faced wasn't easy and God wept that it hurt you so. But it was allowed to shape your heart so that into his likeness you'd grow. You are who you are for a reason. You've been formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. God sees and understands our pain. And as we come now to the end, let's pray. I invite you to ask God to help you. And if it has been a painful message, say these words. God, help me to let go of the hurts and the bitterness. Help me to forgive Help me begin to accept, appreciate and affirm the good parts in my parents. Help me, if possible, to forge a new positive relationship. But Lord, I want to be a part of your family. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you loved me unconditionally and you made me for a purpose and you will never reject me. You've accepted me and today I accept you and I accept your son, Jesus, into my life. I want to be part of your family for eternity. In Jesus' name, Amen. And if you do want to talk about anything that has come up this morning, please don't hesitate to talk to me or find someone to talk to because we don't want you to go away feeling hurt by what maybe your parents have done in your lives. Thank you.